This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal preview show. Not done one of these in a while. Not since, of course, the last game of last season against Wolves. But the season is back and Arsenal are going to be kicking it off in the Community Shield, which is what some would consider the first game of the season. I know for some that they prefer it to be the first Premier League game. But uh, according to the fixture list, it is supposed to be the uh, official start of the 23-24 season. And Arsenal are taking on Manchester. Manchester City, who were, of course, the side that beat them to the title last year in 22-23. A lot has changed. Personnel have changed. uh, Both clubs, it's fair to say. But there are still a lot of things that have remained the same, like both managers, for instance, and the expectations around both clubs. Man City expected to go on and win the Premier League once again, with Arsenal expected to be their title challengers and see if they can get any closer, maybe uh, close enough to even overtake them uh, compared to what, of course, happened last season. Thank you to everybody that's joining us. Uh, You'll be able to find these preview shows one or two days before the fixtures go out be aiming to do these throughout the course of the season for every single game what we like to do for these preview shows if you're new to the channel over the summer is welcome on our members from the discord server to have their thoughts heard and uh, yeah their feelings uh, heard about what they think is going to happen in these games so without further ado let's welcome today's guest first of all joining us is dom how you doing dom you good you well my friend yeah i'm very good very well thanks tom how are you good yeah not too bad mate not too bad and uh again I, I think there's been memos being sent around behind my back about attire for these previews because joining us in very similar attire is lewis how you doing lewis i'm good i'm good as i said to you off um off air uh, the the only time i ever seem to make an appearance on this channel is wearing the 89 shirt so um thought i would mix it up a little bit but yeah we we didn't mean to circumvent you out of the process i'm afraid mate <laughs> Yeah, you both hopped on and I was like, damn, I uh, I should have worn it. Or maybe it would have looked even worse if I had. So uh, it's, it's a win-win scenario, I think, either way. Um, Dom, do you consider the Community Shield to be the first official game of the season or is it a Premier League game for you? 
Um, so for me, if it, if we're playing in it, it's the first game of the season. And especially because okay. this one has quite a lot of, um, you know, everyone knows what happened last season. So um, it's a big game. Um, even if it was a even if it was a, a full preseason friendly, we'd still look at it mm. as a very big game, as we did Barcelona. Um, so so yeah, for me, it is um, it's it's the it's the curtain raiser, let's say, for the season, and um, more so because it's us and against the champions. So um, yeah, um, yeah, it's a big game. It's the first, and it, for me, it's a start. It's a kickoff. Lewis, do you agree? Uh, if it was say that we won the league and say Man United had won the FA Cup, um, and it was that was the fixture. Mm. I'd be placing less importance than I'm looking forward to on Sunday, if that makes sense. Because really? Yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot riding into this, which you'll see in my sort of team selections, uh, my team selection, that I think knowing Arteta and knowing the sort of, uh, he's not been able to, uh, other than that semi-final win back in 2020, he's, I don't even think he's taken a draw off City, so he will absolutely yeah. be determined to get something out of the game, even if it is curtain raiser, last game of preseason, however you want to call it, there's something to be learned from this game in a in a meaningful way, even if there's no Premier League points on the line. Yeah, I mean, last year, Dom, we saw Liverpool beat Man City uh, in the Community Shields 3-1. Darwin uh, Nunez getting on the score sheet, Julian Alvarez scoring for City. No goal for Erling Haaland but obviously the season that came from that game was Man City dominating Erling Haaland scoring mad goals Darwin Nunez getting sent off I think really on in early on in the season for a headbutt if I remember rightly and Liverpool finishing outside the top four places and not challenging at all so how much emphasis do we put on this game as an indicator for the start of the season? Yeah, it's a good question because um, yeah I think um, winning it doesn't mean a lot for the season Um so um, yeah, it's a difficult one. I think I would, I would still look at it as um, you know we we want to win the game, we want to play well, um, but um, but if we lose it, it wouldn't be the end of the world. And if we win it, it doesn't mean that we're going to go on and win the league. So um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a fair question. But you know, I think I think we just have to see how it goes, see how we play, and take out of it whatever we can. Um, I think that's the only thing we can do. What do you take from these, Lewis, like the Community Shield game, because? Do you feel as though, and I would, I don't want to go into lineups too much because obviously we're going to talk about them from our side of things and we talk about our desired lineups. But if you were trying to put yourself into Arteta's minds, do you feel that he's going to approach this with as if we were playing Man City in a Premier League game or do you think it'll be a little bit more reserved? I think he's going to go 80% as hard as he can. I think there are elements of still maybe giving um, some minutes in the legs of people that maybe haven't got as much preseason as they'd have liked. But I think he will treat it as an opportunity to try and get the monkey off the back with it being Pep City, which is a, a struggle mm. that we've overcome, especially since we've been playing better and being more like a competitor. It's all right in 2020 when we were, no one gave us a, a chance and it was a totally changed squad. But the new Arsenal, the Arteta ball, has yet to beat Pep Ball. So, yeah, let's uh, let's see what happens. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I think it's a good point talking about the record that Arteta's got, you know, against Pep because it's it's not good. But a Wembley, 100% record. No, is it 100% record? Yes, it is. I was thinking, well, we lost to Man City, didn't we, in the League Cup final? But Arteta certainly wasn't in charge back then. I remember Aguero getting in behind uh, Squadron Mustafi for that 
that goal. But uh, no, that was certainly some time ago. It's one of those where you're like, hold on, Arteta's been here for ages. So <laughs> but now I can think back about when he actually took over. But yeah, no, Wembley, 100% records against Pep Guardiola. Outside of Wembley, I, I think it might be 0%. Um, so it's, yeah, it's it's certainly a game which has some narrative to it from the managerial side of things. Don, what have you made of, of City so far in terms of their summer business? Because... Obviously, they've signed Mateo Kovacic, but they've lost some key players like Riyad Mahrez, Ilkay Gundogan has gone. There's suggestions that Carl Walker and Bernardo Silva still could move on this summer. Uh, they could be bringing in, who could become the most expensive centre-back in the world, in Josko uh, Gavardio as well. But what do you make of the business that's happened so far? Yeah, I think, as you said, you just mentioned it there, they've, they've weakened. Um, they're, they're not as good a squad as they were last year. I mean, Kovacic is a great player. Uh, good player. I'm going to re- retract my uh, my great status for Kovacic. He's a he's a very good player, let's say. Um, so uh, he brings something to the team, but he, you know, what's gone out and what still could potentially go out. Um, I think they're weaker, but um, but I don't want to even for a moment think that that's going to mean anything for the season or even for the game this weekend, um, because you know it's still Man City, it's still Pep still a good squad um but it is weaker than it was last year um second season for Haaland he, he arguably could somehow get better than he was last season um so so yeah I, I I I think it's interesting actually that the amount of time it's taken for the Guardiola uh, thing to happen and how much stick we got for the amount of time it, it took to get rice done so um so yeah I, I think um yeah let's let's see how how they look on on Sunday it'll be a really good indication I think um of of you know whether or not they have been weakened, but um, but yeah, as we stand today, um, I'm still we're still playing City, we're still playing Pep's City, still playing Haaland, Kevin De Bruyne potentially as well, although he's 32 soon, um, which we forget is the same age as um, same age as Jorginho. So um, yeah, so um, yeah, I, I'm weaker but still very good. Yeah, I agree. I do think they've weakened their squads um, so far and could weaken it further. There is the argument, of course, that players like Harland, Alvarez, Grealish, Foden, a year older, you know, technically, you know, they've grown and become stronger as well. But it, it will be interesting. The expectation, Lewis, around City, you know, you win the treble, Premier League, Champions League, FA Cup, all secured. As a club like City, do you feel as though that now that treble is there, that that same ambition, that same desire to try and go and get something like that again, maybe isn't there in the same way because it was like something that hadn't been achieved for them before. They hadn't got the Champions League before. Manchester United, of course, were the only other treble holders. There was something about getting that done over their their city rivals. Do you see that in which there might be like a mental, not block because it's Man City and they're ruthless, but do you know what I'm saying regarding kind of, do you feel as though there'll be a little bit of a, a lack of, not again not direction but kind of clarity over what is the next step for City without wanting to sound overly controversial but I will um I think you can't actually disassociate the uh pending 115 charges with the success of the treble I think there was an ambition for that project much like the PSG one to go and conquer the Champions League and City done it first uh you know the uh Ab- the Abu Dhabi group beat the uh Qataris in the, in that uh, in that sort of uh, arms race, for want of a better word. Yeah, mm. exactly. I think now that you're seeing a lot of those um, uh, players that you identify with City success with, in terms of longevity, 
like Carl Walker, like Bernardo Silva, to a lesser extent Riyad Mahrez, but Riyad Mahrez has got like a hell of a CV with, with his mm. time as he is there. It's as if it's like job done. And I wonder what that's going to be like for, say, Grealish. Is he going to be up for it to be a leader in that way? Because even though he improved last season, he seemed to be quite casual during his first season and he was out celebrating a lot. And look, I like Grealish. I think I think he's I think he's really fun. But I do wonder is there a bit of that kind of character slipping away? I remember when uh, Vincent Company first left, there was a there was a city identity shaped hole. And I think that the the the, the impending charges, along with the treble, maybe make people think that's time for a clean break. And it's just whoever's not decided that it's a clean break. Do they still feel like there's more to be achieved there? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that I think with those charges still hanging over them and without any kind of resolution yet, and and their suggestions that you know it could take years um, for those to to really walk, for us to see kind of a conclusion to that saga. Uh, there's always that asterisk, isn't there? You know, surrounding City and, and what they achieve. But I am intrigued this season to see kind of where they go um what the next step is if falling out of a competition like as soon as they're at the fa cup they've already underachieved compared to last season like it's an interesting kind of dynamic to be in is that progression for city is a quad you know that that's that's the next step is winning every single trophy on offer and as soon as they're out of one competition be it the fa cup the league cup or the champions league what they achieved this season isn't going to be as good as it was last season. And that's a really intriguing kind of dynamic to, I suppose, try and and navigate. Getting back to Arsenal then, Dom, um, you know, Arsenal, of course, go into this fixture with a big, big problem up front. Gabriel Jesus injured, um, required a, a, a minor procedure, we understand, and he'll be out for a few weeks, which is designed to obviously kind of curtail any of the issues that have persisted from that previous issue with his knee. When it comes to that position, are you confident in the options that we have in the squad with Enketia, Trossard, Havertz to a lesser extent as well to cover Jesus? Or would you like Arsenal to go into the market? Um, I think we can. Uh, we all just have to look at last year, right? So Eddie came in and, and did a good job for us, got injured, brought in Trossard, came in and did a good job for us. Um, Jesus came back, wasn't quite the same, you know? Um, so... Um, in short, I'd say no. So you know, we're not in we're not in a different position from where we were last year. All right, Havertz is in, but we've, we're already looking at Havertz as a as a you know with a different job, a different role than he had last season. So um, no, I think I think we need to get into the market. I, it's not there's not much out there. I agree with you, Tom, um, that Kudus is uh, is probably you know a good way to go if we can get that done. I think now look, if we even if we only lose Jesus for a couple of weeks, three four weeks. Still not going to start the season in optimal, you know, in optimal performance. So um, I still think we need to strengthen there. Um, although, like you, um, I also think that Trossard's been probably our best player in preseason. Um, the games I've watched him in, I think it's it's amazing actually. He's come back looking like, you know, a percentage, a high percentage of better player, and, and looks really good on the ball. And um, yeah, really, really happy with Trossard. But I don't think that's enough to start a season where we want to progress. And I feel like we've 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 added a better defender um, and we've improved our defence. Even if we, you know, we don't get rid of Holding and and um, and Cedric and and bring someone else in, 
I still think our, our defence is better this year than it was last year because Timber upgrades us in two positions, three positions if you count uh, left back. Um, and uh, midfield, we've strengthened, obviously. And I look at Havertz as more of a midfield strength than a, than a, a, a forward strength, I would say. And and Rice, obviously Rice in midfield as well. So, yeah, I think we still need a striker. I think we need uh, somebody who can play up front and uh, and on the wings. Um, versatile, which is basically what we're going for. So, um, so yeah, in short, no, I don't think we are um, in a good enough position. I think we need to do a bit more. Yeah, uh, that's fair enough. I think I think we I agree. I think we need to bring someone in the forward area. It seems Lewis, the man that Arteta is bringing in right now, is is Nketiah. The man he's not bringing in is following Balogun. What do you make of of that dynamic and Arteta's decision making with those two players? You've got to show commitment to the cause, and I don't think Flo has done, which is a shame mm. because I think he is a better stylistic. Uh, fit for us in terms of the way his link up is his touch seems to be really good he doesn't mind taking on a man but he uh, he wants to be a star um he had a similar record not as good for england under 21s and he opted to play for the united states which is perfectly his choice eddie is sticking with england even though he could qualify for ghana and eddie is sticking with arsenal because he's an arsenal boy so I think if you, as what was it, Adam said, if you fight for the badge on the front, they'll remember the name on the back. And I think Eddie's more inclined to do that. I was really impressed with him actually. Um, the first half against Monaco, he's not as good as Jesus at that link up, but he was pressing, he was dropping well into the number nine position. And I remember there was a little through ball we put him through to Martinelli, almost as if like everyone had said. They haven't contributed to a goal since he came into the team. It was almost like a, a a thing in his mind that he wanted to make sure that he could link up with them, that he could do the things to bring the best out of one of our better performers last year, not just on himself. So would I like to see Flo stay and take this opportunity? Yeah, but if he's not committed to the cause, then you have to prune. And it's a shame because he's an incredibly talented lad. Really is. Yeah. Yeah, incredibly talented, incredibly talented player. Um, and it's a shame, I think, regarding Balogun, how it's kind of looking like it's going to work out because I think, you know, maybe if Nketiah wasn't here, there was, you know, there was that pathway that was immediately apparent that he would get a chance. Um, but it seems that he's not, you know, show. There's perhaps an irony as well about Gabriel Jesus getting injured, you know, days after... Balogun has reportedly, allegedly asked Arsenal to reduce their valuation and had, and obviously made those comments in pre-season where he said like he didn't feel like he had to try extra hard, um, that he didn't have to prove anything, you know, that sort of thing. If he'd have come back to pre-season and really gunned for it and been like, I'm here to try and show Arteta why I deserve minutes, I'm giving it all my all-in training, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and then Jesus gets injured, maybe we would see Balogun playing right now. Maybe if the way in which he'd approached pre-season would have seen something different. Dom, I don't want to uh, shut you out of this conversation on Balogun. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, very similar. Um, I, I, if, if I could only keep one of Eddie or, or, or Balogun based on what I'm seeing and what I'm... 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com hearing um it would be eddie as well um and uh yeah i think it's a shame because um and and um just to to kind of highlight something for me um michael arteta uh, seems to be a pretty good judge of character um the people that are the players that have been kind of maybe quite good technically and haven't had the right attitude that don't stick around too long and um, they don't get opportunities people that are that carry themselves well around the place say the right things to the media you know those people like Eddie um, seem to seem to get a chance. So um, so yeah, I'd, 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 I don't want to say it, but I trust Arteta's process around that. And um, and yeah, I think the evidence is there that um, Balogun wasn't used when he could have been fully fit and ready to go. He wasn't used. So um, yeah, I think he's he's probably on his way. And um, yeah, it's a shame because he's talented. But you know, um, I'd I'd rather go with someone who clearly wants to be here, wants to play for us, and isn't necessarily happy being an understudy, but will do a job if he's called upon. And um, yeah, proud to, to be an Arsenal an Arsenal player. Yeah, it's interesting. If you'd have asked me at the start of the window, which of the two do you keep? You know, I, I would have gone with Balogun. If yeah. you're asking me now, after everything we've learned, you know, who is the most inclined to stay and be part of this Arteta project? It's Nketiah at the moment, um, based upon what we've seen and heard. And and that, bearing in mind that we only see what's on the surface, so we can only really make judgments on that, of course, as well. Maybe with more information and clarity, we'd have different views, but we have to go on what we've seen so far. Um, let's talk about what we would do in terms of our teams then uh, for tomorrow. We start, I think, with you, Dom. Uh, talk us through your 11, mate, and your reasons as to why. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a tough one to explain, I think. Um, all right, so um, Ramsdale in goal, um, right back Timber, centre backs Gabriel and Saliba, Tierney left back, um, Party, Rice, maybe double pivot, maybe left eight for Rice, um, and Odegaard's kind of right eight slash ten. And then um, front three, interchangeable, um, but Trossard and Ketia and Havertz. Um, I've kind of thinking more towards um, Havertz as a second 10 slash false nine at times and Nketiah, because I think Nketiah has done really quite well um, at the points when he's, um, he's well, not quite well, he's done okay when he's been um, kind of used on the wings and when, um, you know, when he's been playing with Jesus. Um, but my thinking here was to, um, one, Saka, I'm not sure what, what's going on with Saka. Um, I haven't really caught up with it but I think um let's let's have him and Martinelli coming in as an impact as impact and my other thinking was um that we start all three of our newbies um in this game find a way to get Havertz Rice and Timber in there for this game um despite what I said about it being a curtain raiser and really the first game of the season um it's still a chance for us to 
kind of try a few things and see, you know, see how the newbies cope. Let's see how the new guys cope and, and put them on a, on which is going to, which is a big game on a big stage uh, on a big pitch and might be, is it our first time at Wembley with a crowd for years? Oh, Cause we won the FA is. Cup. Um, we won the FA Cup with no crowd, didn't we? So, um, yeah, the yeah. last, the last time we were there. And Community Shield, Community Shield, no crowd as well. Against Liverpool, I think that was the last time we were at Wembley, was it not? Or have we been there? At, oh, obviously the FA Cup um, that we won as well, but the, the community issued after that was all with no fans. So yeah, yeah, I think it's the first time. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, that's my thinking as well. It's a big game for us, a uh, big occasion. All the new guys, I feel like um, Havertz, his um, his kind of introduction to the team wasn't on the same scale of Timber and Rice. Mm. I think that's fair necessarily. Yeah. He was on holiday at the time. I think there's reasons for it, right? But you know, I haven't seen yet um how that's been shown around the, the training ground. I haven't seen, you know, the, the same level of interviews that Timber and Rice got. So and I think it's a bit unfair, not necessarily unfair, but he you know, he hasn't didn't start um last week as well, his first game, potential game at the Emirates mm. as well. He didn't start him. So let's start him here, find a way to get him into this team. Um and uh yeah, let's bring Saka and Martinelli in as as impact players on sixty minutes. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I think it's, it's interesting uh, throwing in this team. I have absolute understanding for people that want to kind of experiment in this fixture because not everyone sees the Community Shield as, you know, a really, really important fixture. And that's completely fair because it is, if you win it, it's a trophy. If you lose it, don't matter. That That's the way that the Community Shield goes uh, for most yeah. people. Um, let's go to Lewis, your team. Talk us through your selection, mate. Um, so I think this is the team that... Um that Arteta is going to start and it's the team I want to see start. So White and uh, Saka had that great relationship last year. They've not had a chance to get loads of run outs together this preseason because they've got to get everyone fit. Saliba and Gabriel, to my, for my money, best defensive partnership in the Premier League. So that's three of our best or four of our best back five, if you're including Ramsdale with the goalkeeper. Of the people that he's been trying out pre-season, Timber has looked the most comfortable at left-back. And I think our um, our team looks more comfortable if you allow the left full-back to become the inverted double-pivot person. I think it's a little bit... You know them uh, uh, bicycles that, you know, work in an opposite direction? You leap and it, it feels a little bit like that at the moment. It's not to say that Timber can't go on the right-hand side, but this is a game against City. It's not the Community Shield. It's a game against City. He's going to want to try it with the best he can. I'd love to see what Rice and Partey can do as a, a, a duo, not necessarily in mm. a double pivot, but just that you've got two defensive-minded um, uh, players in the middle of the park who can also get forward. Erdegaard, our captain, you've got to start. Uh, Martinelli and Saka, just so good at holding width and coming in. Their decision-making in Arteta's systems excellent. So, and it plays such a critical role with how we get up the pitch. So that's why I'm keeping with them, despite Trossard being excellent in pre-season. I'd, li- I'd like to have left him in, but I think he comes a little bit too narrow, wants to get into them half spaces a little bit too much. Martinelli more than happy to sort of spend his time out on the extremities of the pitch and then come inside at the last second to be effective. Um, I've gone slightly different. Uh, the only change I've got from that is Trossard up top instead. You know, I think I agree with you, Lewis. I think Nketiah will start this game. Um, I just think that Trossard has been the best player in preseason for me. And I think that if 
if one guy based upon pre-season performances deserves to be in the team right now, it's Trossard. And so he's either in for Martinelli or he's in for the striker. If Jesus was fit, I would have started Jesus and put Trossard left. With Jesus out, I bring Martinelli and put Trossard there. It's not to, to criticise Nketiah. It's not to say, you know, just because you like waffles don't mean you don't like pancakes. And that analogy coming back again. But uh, it's it's. I think that Nketiah will uh, start. And I think that you know, he's got a great opportunity then to, to show people like myself why thinking somebody else should start is wrong. And I hope that he proves me wrong. Um, you know, I spoke, I spoke to him yesterday after the game. And a lot of the questions that were angled at him were along the lines of, uh, kind of filling in for Jesus, stepping into that role for Jesus. And as I was standing there, and obviously I asked different questions, but as I was standing there listening to those questions in my mind, I'm thinking he must be so sick of like the idea of being asked about having to step in for somebody. And that's not the journalist's fault for asking those questions because it's a fair question. But from his perspective, it must be so frustrating and so sick of being asked that type of question because he just wants to be him you know he doesn't want to have to be linked with jesus he don't have to be linked with with whoever came before it's he's got to change the conversation himself you know it's not us it's not the fans it's not the journalists that are, are writing about him he himself has to change the conversation and the way he does that is by coming into the team and playing consistently and scoring in every other game minimum you know getting a one in two goal record as an arsenal striker is the minimum expectation really uh, if not you're, you're needing to do a lot more like jesus achieved last season with contributions outside of just goals but a striker like Nketiah isn't that way inclined and so if you are a more traditional number nine a one in two goal record is, is probably what you're going to need to stay in the team uh trossard though I think has been great. I think that he's really, really works with Martinelli. Those two formed a really good partnership when they played together last season. And in terms of the back four, uh, I, I like you, Dom, could have gone with Tierney and Timber. I think it's a partnership that I would like to see tried out some more. Um, but the white Saka relationship, as Lewis brings up, is something I think that's been so strong off the back of last season. And with Zinchenko unavailable, I think Timber is the next best option to give you that inverted style on the left. So it gives you the most balance. And going up against City, I'd like to see Partey and Rice play because when we go against these sides and we go up to Anfield or we're going up to St. Um, St. James's Park and places like this where we want more control, I think these are the two midfielders we need to use together. You know, when we play against Forest at home or, you know, teams in the bottom half of the table at home or even away games, I think then you can be a bit more you know, throw caution to the wind and move Havertz and Odegaard into the side with one of Rice or Partey. But I think against a side like City, I'd like to see us be a little bit more savvy and street smart with the team selection. So there you go. But let us know in the comment section below what team you would go with and any disagreements we've got. I've seen plenty of people saying, what on earth is Dom thinking with that line? <laughs> Uh, everyone's entitled to their opinion and of course I'd love to see uh, what you guys think about that um, but uh, yeah it's, it's all about opinions Joe joining us in the chat for his 33 month anniversary of being a member which is fantastic uh, Joe says this is definitely a proper competitive game lads any chance to land a blow on the reigning champions has to be taken seriously I'm going for a 2-1 and with that I would like to open the floor to predictions to everybody in the chat box Dom we'll start with you scoreline and scorers please um, I'm going to go a, a thrilling five-goal um, game, 3-2 Arsenal, and um, all three of the new starters, of the new joiners getting a goal. Mm. Yeah, have its timber. And, and just to be clear, just to go back, because you highlighted um, people talking about my team, I agree <laughs> with you guys um, of what is more likely that they would that they would do. And, and I'm kind of more thinking kind of, um, you know, 
thinking crazy about what what mm. we could should do and what I would what I would maybe do. But what I think Arteta is going to do is probably either one of your teams. So just mm. to be clear yeah, on that. Agree. No, that's fine. The, the whole point of our lineups is always what we'd like to see rather than what we think yeah, the yeah. manager's going to do. So it was spot on. Uh, Lewis. Oh, I'm going to get shot. I don't think we're going to win. <laughs> I I think it will be 1-1. That is okay to say. Like, it I, is Man I, City. I'm really optimistic and I think I'm going to go 1-1. I don't think we've been super sharp pre-season, but I think there's scope that he puts a really strong team out and we do well. I think if we did it, if we're not on the back of a heavy defeat, I think we'll take that. It'd be nice to win, you know, two penalty shootouts in a week. That'd be good. You know, that'd be fun. Yeah. At least I... I I'd take that if that were if that were coming to me, but now I'm I'm thinking one one. Okay, no, that's completely fair enough. Um, I, you know, I'm ever the optimist, um, and so I'm going to go with a one nil win with a Ben White screamer kicking off brand new season, of course, <laughs> any way forwards. Um, but let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box. Uh, Nathish going for a City two nil win, sad face. Uh, Penny Wayne says four. Uh, and we win on penalties. Bradley's going for a 2-1 Arsenal sacker. Rice uh, get on the score sheet. Uh, USA Gunners says 2-1 Arsenal, Trossard and Saka. Uh, Steven says 3-2, Trossard's going to be on fire. Granddaddy Gunnar Paul says 3-2 Arsenal. We've tried Havertz and Smith Rowe. Uh, Morgan's going for a, a might scraper 1-1. One, one. <laughs> I'm in the cautious optimism there from Morgan. Uh, and Mikey says 2-1 Arsenal with a comfortable win. I don't know what a comfortable 2-1 win looks like. Maybe it's 2-1 against Brentford when we were doing it up until that, the last minute and they scored and then the game ended. I suppose that's as close as you'll get to a comfortable 2-1 win. Uh, Johnny says 2-2, but Arsenal to lose on pens, to say, but thinks it's the reality. Nevin says 2-1 Arsenal uh, with a Leo Trossard and Sack. Oh, have I muted myself? Have I gone mute for some reason? Am I back? You went quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're back now. I was just about to send you a message to say like... Oh, How long was I gone for? I was like running through all of the things. <laughs> I'm assuming seconds. not too long. Okay, yeah, five seconds. Seconds. that's fine. That's fine. I, I'm sure they all came up on the screen anyway. It's StreamYard mugging yeah. me off. Um, Patrick, uh, yeah, anyway, that that was my uh, that was my assumption of what had happened. Steve's going for a five-one, and Patrick going for a one-nil. MM going for a one-nil as well. Okay, um, that rounds off today's show. Please, please do drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. If you are in the London area tomorrow, uh, as I have mentioned on a few of the shows, Mike from the Gunas Pod is doing a Gunas versus Cancer event at the Tollington uh, in the evening. Uh, I'm going to be going along. I think Bailey's going to be going along. I think some other familiar faces that you're aware of, like Potsy and Judges and things like that, I think are going to be there. So I don't know that for sure, by the way. I'm just guessing. Maybe if I say that, it will force Judges to turn up. So that's potentially what we'll do. Um, but uh, yes, there should be some familiar faces and uh, a good fun and, and laugh and a few drinks as well. So if you're in the area tomorrow evening, come to the Tollington and support a, a fantastic cause. Uh, Dom, thank you so much for your time, mate. Really appreciate it. Tell people where they can find you. Um, well, you can find me at Wembley on Sunday. Um, managed well, hey. to snare a ticket, uh, but I'll be actually going on my own. First game I've been on my own uh, for a long time. But um, uh, so yeah, um, yeah, catch me at the game on Sunday. Apart from that, uh, don't see the DJ on all the socials. Fairly quiet. Don't expect too much, um, too much from me on the socials. But uh, but yeah, you can find me. Also find me on Twitch. But not been streaming much lately. Um, might get back into it at some point. But um, but yeah, follow me anyway. Have you heard Chasing Status's couple last new songs? 
I, I haven't actually yet. So, um, but that's my homework. Yeah, that would be my homework between now and the live well, show. I always, I always find frustrating. So not frustrating. It's a weird thing. I don't know if people find this when they're like into a genre of music that's more like not mainstream, but when like a non-mainstream genre like drum and bass, for instance, gets into the charts. And I find that really odd when it happens. And yeah, Chasing Status' song with Becca Hill was, is certainly very good. It's too short. But very good. It, yeah. No, I have heard that. It's, uh, it's pretty good. I do. I like Becky Hill. Guilty pleasure, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think she's got a great voice. So, um, but I didn't say that. I just yeah, say that on a, base, on a on a live yeah. podcast. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Lewis, thank you so much, mate, for your time. Really appreciate uh, you jumping on and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I'm at the Ilford Pele on twi uh, Twitter or X or whatever it's called these days. And I'll definitely be. <laughs> yeah. God knows. Um, I won't be in London tomorrow, but I am coming to the um, uh, to the Guna Talk Live event. I've got my ticket for that yeah, on the. Uh, so yeah, guys, come on down. You know, it should, it should be a good laugh. Uh, so it'll be really, really fun because I saw you at the um, Ask Blog Come yeah. AVP one, which is a really fun event. So hopefully, we get some good numbers and see some people from the Discord. Yeah, absolutely. Just to give that a shout out because uh, Lewis has done it for me. Uh, if you would like to come along uh, to our live event to to meet plenty of the people that you see regularly in the chat box and the Discord server, uh, 13th of August at the Marbmaid Club, link to tickets in the description or you can scan that QR code and it will take you there. Um, but uh, yeah, please, please do. And we are, as Stephen says, celebrating 50,000 subscribers. Uh, that's why we're doing the live event. I promised that we'd do some big meetup style thing if we hit 50K, and we did. So we're delivering that uh, to everyone that wants to come along. So I look forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we've got some great guests, Harry Simu, FK from Latte Firm, Bailey and, and Mike also going to be there. Uh, but thank you, uh, Lewis and Don, for jumping on. Really appreciate your time. And uh, I look forward to spending more with you over the course of the season on more preview shows. If you are, intent people on joining uh, our discord server you could also find yourself on these preview shows we open it up to our members in the discord server so if you want to support the channel and get access to our discord server and these shows please do support the channel by just joining up as a member with one of the links in our link tree down in the description thank you so much for listening i'll see you again very soon have a fantastic rest of your day and uh, oh what i would say is tomorrow morning 8 a.m i'm in the office so i'm going to try and pre-record something for tomorrow morning um but it won't be the usual live-esque uh, but there will be a show still dropping at eight so look out for that see you soon have a great day and as always up the arsenal it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.